Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. This week we are talking about Radio, the debut studio album by LL Cool J, released on November 18th, 1985 by Def Jam and Columbia Records. It was also Def Jam's first full-length album released. The album was recorded at Chungking House of Metal in New York City with producer Rick Rubin, who provided a sparse, minimal production style. The album also features a sound punctuated by DJ scratching, often brief samples, and emphasis on the downbeat. LL Cool J's aggressive b-boy lyrics explored themes of inner city culture, teenage promiscuity, and braggadocia raps. A significant sales success for a hip-hop record of the time, Radio became a Billboard chart hit and sold over 500,000 copies within its first five months of release. By 1989, it had been certified platinum by the RIAA for sales surpassing 1 million copies in the U.S. Initial reception of the album was positive, with praise given to LL's lyricism and Ruben's production. It has since been recognized by critics as LL Cool J's best album. Radio belonged to a pivotal moment in hip-hop's culture and history, reflecting the new school and ghetto blaster subculture in the United States during the mid-1980s. The album's success contributed to the displacement of old school with the new school form and to the genre's mainstream success during that period. It was also a career breakthrough for LL and Ruben. Radio had been recognized by music journalists as one of the first artistically cohesive and commercially successful hip-hop albums. In March 1984, when NYU student Rick Rubin and promoter-manager Russell Simmons founded the then-independent Def Jam label, 16-year-old St. Albans Queens native Todd James Smith was creating demo tapes in his grandparents' home. LL produced and mixed his own demos and sent them to various record companies throughout New York City, including Simmons and Rubin's own Def Jam recordings. Under his new stage name, LL Cool J was signed by Def Jam, which led to the release of his first official record, the 12-inch single I Need a Beat in 1984. The single was hard-hitting, streetwise b-boy song with sparse beat and ballistic rhyme. Smith later discussed his search for a label, stating, I sent my demo to different companies, but it was Def Jam where I found my home. LL's debut single sold over 100,000 copies and helped establish both Def Jam as a label and Smith as a rapper. The commercial success of I Need to Be, along with the Beastie Boys' Rock Hard, established both Def Jam as a label and Smith as a rapper. The commercial success of I Need to Be, along with the Beastie Boys' Rock Hard, also from 1984, helped Def Jam to a distribution deal with Columbia Records the following year. L dropped out of Andrew Jackson High School in Queens to record his first studio album, also the first LP to be issued by Def Jam. Recording sessions for the album took place at Chung King Studios in Manhattan's Chinatown under Ruben's direction. There were no expectations, the producer called. Everything was done through trial and error. As long as it sounded good, it didn't matter how technically wrong it might be. Notable among the personnel was LL's DJ, Jay Philpot, better known as Cut Creator. A Queens native and former trombonist, Philip met LL at a block party and they began performing together. The audio mastering was handled by engineer Herb Powers at 130 West 42nd Street in Frankfurt Wayne Mastering Labs and the album was set for release as radio in, in November 1985, containing a dedication in the linear notes to LL's mother and grandparents. The album's release had been in anticipated by many rap fans following LL's appearance in the hip-hop movie Crush Groove, which was based on the beginnings of the Def Jam label and featured the single I Can't Live Without My Radio from Radio. The album's production, handled entirely by Rick Rubin, with a remix by DJ Jazzy J, has been noted by critics and music writers for the Rubin's minimalist style and stripped-down aggressiveness. The sound of radio is mostly punctuated by DJ scratching and features occasional brief samples which emphasize the downbeat. LL's lyricism on radio is highlighted by clever disses, playful boasts, and braggadocia. Columnist Stephen Holden of the New York Times described LL Cool J as a brawny young giant with an animal magnetism and amiable self-assurance of the young Muhammad Ali. I Want You and I Can Give You More have been recognized by listeners of hip-hop as the first hip-hop ballads and have been cited likewise by several music writers and critics. Author of the 1985 book Fresh, Hip-Hop Don't Stop, writer Nelson George further elaborated on the appeal of radio to listeners at the time, stating, you can call it rap, hip-hop, or street, but it really is a way of hearing music and partying hard. 
that expresses the experience and attitudes of a great many inner city kids. LL is one of the best young talkologists around because he speaks directly to and about his generation over large beats that recall Run DMC, Trouble Funk, James Brown, and funky little bits of ACDC. And yes, this teenage music is built around beats, but not just any old beats. It is all about the beat with style, with personality, and LL Cool J has plenty of both. That just felt weird to say those words, but a quote from 1985 is going to be a little off. Released November 18th, 1985, on Def Jam Recordings in the United States, radio earned a significant amount of commercial success and sales for a hip-hop record of the time. It sold over 500,000 copies in its first five months, eventually selling over a million copies by 1988, according to the RIAA. Radio peaked at number six on the top R&B and hip-hop albums chart and at number 46 on the Billboard 200 albums chart. It entered the top R&B and hip-hop albums chart on December 28, 1985 and remained there for 47 weeks, while also entering the pop albums chart on January 11, 1986. Radio remained on the chart for 38 weeks. By 1989, the album had earned platinum status from the RIAA after earning a gold certification in the United States on April 14, 1986, with sales exceeding over 1 million copies. LL's aggressive rapping and Ruben's stripped-down production were praised by critics who also agreed that LL's lyrics set a new standard for MCs at the time. The song's lyrics were favored by critics who described LL's songwriting as clever and fun. Connie Johnson of the Los Angeles Times said that he is an integral artist of hip-hop's second generation because of his razor-ship, razor-sharp wit. The critical success of the album would later result in its comparison to other LL Cool J albums, which were not as critically successful as Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The album's success also helped in contributing to Ruben's credibility and repertoire as a record producer. Radio, along with Raising Hell from 1986 and License the Ill from 86 as well, would form a trilogy of New York City's-based Ruben-helmed albums that helped to diversify hip-hop. Ruben's production credit on the back cover reads Reduced by Rick Rubin, referring to his minimalist production style, which gave the album its stripped-down and gritty sound. This style would serve as one of Ruben's production trademarks and would have a great impact on the future of hip-hop production. Radio's release coincided with the growing new school scene in subculture which also marked the beginning of hip-hop's golden age and the replacement of old-school hip-hop. This period of hip-hop was marked by the end of a disco rap stylings of old-school, which had flourished prior to the mid-80s. The rise of this new style featuring quote-unquote ghetto blasters, radio served as one of the earliest records, along with Run DMC's debut album, to combine the vocal approach of hip-hop and rapping with the musical arrangements and riffing sound of rock music, pioneering a rap-rock hybrid sound. The emerging new school scene The emerging new school scene was initially criticized by drum machine-led minimalism often tinged with elements of rock, as well as boasts about rapping delivered in an aggressive, self-assertive style. In image, in image as in song, the artist projected a tough, cool, street b-boy attitude. These elements contrasted sharply with the 1970s p-funk and disco-influenced outfit, live bands, synthesizers, and party rhymes of acts prevalent in 1984, rendering them old school. In contrast to the lengthy jam-like form predominant throughout early hip-hop, such as Rapper's Delight, new school artists tended to compose shorter songs that would be more accessible and had potential for radio play, and conceive more cohesive LPs than their old-school counterparts, a style typified by LL Cool J's radio. A leading example of the new school sound is the song I Can't Live Without My Radio, a loud, defiant declaration of public loyalty to his boombox. As the album served as an example of an expansion of hip-hop's music artistic possibilities, its commercial success and distinct sound 
down soon led to an increase in multiracial audiences and listeners, adding to the legacy of the album and hip-hop as a whole. Now, let's go over the track list. All tracks, with the exception of I Need a Beat, were solely produced by Rick Rubin. All tracks were written by James Todd Smith and Rick Rubin. I Can't Live Without My Radio. Samples include I Need a Beat, remixed by LL Cool J, and Rocket in the Pocket, live by Sarone. With the box that can rock the crowd, walking down the street to the hardcore beat while my JVC vibrates the concrete. I'm sorry if you can't understand, but I need a radio inside my hand. Don't mean to offend other citizens. You can't dance. Samples Apache by the incredible Bongo Band. Dear Yvette, samples include Atomic Dog by George Clinton. I can give you more. Dangerous. Samples include Irresistible Bitch by Prince, It's Yours by Tila Rock and Jazzy J, and Bustin' Loose by Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers. El Shabazz contains a sample of Rock the Bells by LL Cool J. Side 2. Rock the Bells samples Flick the Switch by ACDC and Saturday Night Live from Washington, D.C. Part 2 by Trouble Funk. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care, you tell. I excel, they all fail. Gonna cancel double L, must rock the bells. I Need a Beat Remix, produced by Rick Rubin and Jazzy J. That's a Lie, featuring R Russell Rush. Samples include Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes and 8 Million Stories by Curtis Blow, featuring Run DMC. You'll Rock samples It's Yours by Tila Rock, featuring Jazzy J. Tour de France, Francois K Remix by Kraftwerk and Rocket in the Pocket Live by Sarone. And I Want You samples include The Bitch Sucks Dick by Too Short and Bird After Bird by Isham. Girl, I'm not gonna sing cause I just don't do that. James Todd Smith is LL Cool J, who did the vocals. Jay Philpot is DJ Cut Creator, who is the DJ. Russell Rush is Russell Simmons, who had guest vocals on track 9. Rick Rubin was the producer. Jazzy J co-produced track 8. Steve Ed was the recording engineer. Steve Beerum did the album cover design. Nelson George did the linear notes. Herb Powers Jr. was the mastering engineer. Josh Chess and Janet Beckman both did the linear photography. LL is that dude, especially in 1984, when he made a huge impact with this album. LL paved the way for almost every rapper after him. LL had style and pizzazz and flavor and was loved by women almost immediately which really wasn't commonplace in 1984. Rakim was a rapper's rapper. Big Daddy Kane made an effort to make the ladies love him. It seemed like LL was being his most authentic self and the ladies truly loved Cool James. LL and Rick Rubin created a classic album and if you ask me it's a shame we didn't get more work from these two together. LL created a masterpiece. LL is still a legend to this day. I wax poetically about what LL has meant to the culture and the world on 
on the LL episode. Thank you, LL, for this absolute classic album. Thank you for always being authentically you. Thank you, and thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review where possible. Thank you, and have a great day.